Well, it is fight day in the capital. 140 days on from Conor Ben's show-topping shutout over Sebastian Formella. The destroyer headlines again. Tonight at the Copper Box against Sammy Vargas, there is the venue. Last time we were here was Conor Ben's stablemate, John Ryder against Andre Sorokin. And, of course, Darren, Sammy Vargas was the first fight week we it ever was. did against Amir Khan, which is, what, uh, two, two, and half, two and a half years ago? A lot has changed in that it time. It has, it has, mate. A, yeah. lot, of, a lot of grey ears. Yeah, a few. We've, we've both got better looking, obviously. <laughs> wow, Slimmer, cool. Fine wines, yeah, mate. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Maybe whiskey, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Vargas, obviously, is, is equally as durable as yeah. Formella, but offensively, he's a far more dangerous prospect, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and has the experience in abundance. He's a very good fighter, and he said it in the press conference, he understands a win against Conor Ben, though he's the, the novice out of the two, can open some doors for him. So mm. I, I, I don't know if you'd call it the last roll of the dice, but it's certainly a big opportunity for Vargas, and one he believes he can win. Yeah, certainly is. We'll be speaking to Conor Ben live on the show later, we hope. I'm just going through uh, a few checks uh, as, of course, his procedure for fight day. Um, and we'll have big, big uh, Nick Campbell on the show who makes his debut tonight. Uh, let's have a look um, at the running order to see what's coming up on the zone. Sky Sports in the UK and Ireland is zone around the globe. John Hedges and uh, Stanko Yumelik open proceedings on Facebook over four rounds. The live broadcast starts with Glasgow heavyweight Nick Campbell's pro debut against Peter Frolich. Then there's more Scottish interest on the card. Cash Farouk's WBC international silver bantamweight title against champion Alexander Espinosa. And the build-up for this one has been big. Shannon Courtney and Ebony Bridges do battle for the vacant WBA world bantamweight title. And it's a late stand-in for Savannah Marshall. Former world title challenger Maria Lindbergh now gets a crack at her WBO world middleweight crown. And of course, tonight's main event, if you need a reminding Connor Ben makes the fourth defence of his WBA Continental welterweight title against Sammy Vargas. Now, as mentioned, the main talk of the week has been Shannon Courtney and Ebony Bridges. And one lady who has been in the Bridges camp is the two-weight world champion and current super lightweight world champion, Kelly Reese. Thank you. W welcome to the show. And also, just want to say congratulations on your latest win. Thank you um, very much. Do, making some big moves in, in the game. You know, I'm trying, trying to make some noise. Trying and succeeding. <laughs> What's this here? Oh, I'm Native American, so this is just uh, what we call a dally. Awesome. It's beaded, it's hand beaded by uh, my aunt, and it's just my, my tribe's name and Indian champ, which is like my people's champ. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Fantastic. We like to be a little flashy back home. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good look. Um, so how are you finding the bubble? Did you have to kind of isolate and do this whole thing when you fought in, I think it was November, December? No, actually, because in the U.S. and Florida, they really don't, they give zero fucks, so we didn't have to isolate. <laughs> we, we had no COVID test. Um, thankfully, we had a crowd, so it was kind of just, you know, business as usual. Mm. But this has been, you know, kind of a familiar experience anyway, because when we fight, I kind of just stay in here anyway. I mean, it would have been nice to see, you know, the sights, but we're here to do one job, so yeah. it's just been interesting. Yeah. It's a shit hotel. What, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> what you're straight home after? Yeah, so You've got home. no time? Straight home. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah it is a shame. Um, I guess with your fighting style, you, you need a crowd too, because you, you like to bring the heat and, and make things happen. I wouldn't say I would necessarily need a crowd because, you know, I get that laser focus, but especially for my entrance, you know, it's, it's really crowd oriented and I fight more than just for myself, it's for my people. So a crowd's nice, but I'm there to do business and it's great for our camp, for Bridges especially, because there's no crowd, we're here to do one thing and crowd, no crowd, we'll still have the viewers and um, it's going to be an exciting night. Yeah, it really is. So, so talk to me about when and where you first met Ebony. I met Ebony, she has the same manager as I do. Um, she has Brian Cohen as a manager, yeah. and he um, got wind of her when she first made a pro debut, and she kind of you know, had faces and, and eyes on her when she made a pro debut, broke her ankle, but still yeah. finished the fight and won the fight. You know, she's tough. Aussie fighters are known to be tough. Mm. You know what I mean? They have that work ethic that's like, like no other. So she actually had fought last year in Indiana, and um, I knew she was in Philadelphia for like two weeks, getting a couple of 
tweaks in, and I only saw a little bit on her, didn't know much, but the few weeks she was there and the little adjustments she made was really, really impressive to me. I was, you know, commentating the fight, and I really saw some heart and some skill there. So there's not enough on Ebony for everybody to actually see what she's mm. capable of. So I met her there, fell in love with her. Her work ethic is crazy. We're both Virgos, um, and we both want to be world champs. I'm a four-time world champ. She wants to become a world champion, wow. and um, it's just amazing to work with her. For, the, for those who haven't seen her style, try and explain it to us. Um, she's capable of everything, you know. She, it's like, you know, on a coach side, because it's a different side being a fighter, it's what, you know, it sounds stupid, but it's like playing a video game. She understands boxing, she respects boxing. All we do is talk and watch boxing. So things that we've practiced, things that we talk about, you, you tell her and she gets it immediately, you know what I mean? So it's a pleasure, she absorbs things like a sponge. She can box, she can move. She loves the Mexican style punching mm -hmm. inside, but she also can move her head, she can box. She has a lot of tools and I'm, I'm just excited for everybody to see this. Mm. Have, you, have you guys sparred together? Absolutely, she hits like a mule. <laughs> Does she, yeah? Yes, <laughs> man, yeah. we say like a retard, like she has a retard strength. I mean, it's, it's crazy, that little girl, that little woman can pack a punch, man. Really? And um, like I said, being a coach and being able to work in there with her sparring and actually tell her while we're working, it's just amazing being there with her. Not, not giving too much away, but how do you think she approaches this fight? She's in such a, I'm big on energy. She's in such a good place, um, mm. confident. Mm. Uh, she, we've worked for three relentless weeks in Philadelphia. She's coming off a fight, not like five weeks ago. She's already in shape. So I think she's coming with a cool head, very focused, and she's gonna come out the victor. I, I, I just think there's a lot of underestimating, thinking she's just big booze in a, a pretty face. You know, <laughs> this is ridiculous. But she, you know, she's also smart as far as marketing. She understands the business side, mm. which a lot of fighters mm. don't understand. Mm. It's an entertainment business at the end of the day, and she mm. has that wrapped up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your own career because you've had such a successful one to, to date. Big win over Candy White in November. Mm -hmm. How do you look back and reflect on that performance? It was a good fight. It was a good fight and dropping down at 140 in a weight class I never even thought I'd yeah. drop down How to from, from middleweight to super lightweight. I never thought I'd be that, wow. that light. Having a 15-month layoff during, you know, the COVID pandemic and, you know, it just was a lot of things were going against me in, in you know, in kind of retrospect. Um, I had just recently lost my father in the middle of camp, but it was one of the best camps I had. Um, I was very proud of my performance. I'm probably my biggest critic, but I watch my fights like this sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I was very proud of my performance coming off a 15-month layoff to go fight for a world title in a weight class I've never been in. And being a busy weight class, this mm. is an amazing time for women's mm. boxing, especially from like 130 to 154. It's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to hear about your, your father. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, two questions. You fought some of the best. Yes. Who is the best that you fought? And who is the best woman fighter out there today? I would say that I'll go through really quick. The hardest puncher, which surprised me, was Michaela Loren. Shout out because I really? was I was again another retard. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> how many how many people are in here? <laughs> um, the best fighter that brought the best out of me was Cecilia Breckis. Yeah. I mean, she comes to fight, she comes to box. I was very underestimated. I did what nobody could do. Um, she said she'd give me the rematch. That's another show. Um, the best <laughs> fighter out there right now, you have Katie Taylor. She's another avid sparring partner that not a lot of people know of mine back home in Connecticut. Um, also, you know, you have Clarissa Shields. You have people just paving the way. You have Michaela uh, Mayer. That's, you know, yeah. you have a lot of good fighters in these weight classes. You have people that don't even know about, you know, 3 0, uh, Linda White. Whiteside, okay. is that yeah. her name? Yeah, Lisa She's Whiteside, yeah. Decorated amateur. There's it's so serious. many yeah. female fighters paving the way. I don't think there's like just the best. You know, there's real, a lot of really good mm. fighters. I mean, shout out to Jessica McCaskill for beating Breakus and holding yeah. the 147 undisputed titles. I want those titles. <laughs> um, you know, all fun and games, but uh, I would love to have that fight as well. But there's so many 
great female fighters right now, and we're actually getting to see the talent versus just a novelty sport now, but like it was back in the yeah. day. Yeah, another female on the bill, Savannah Marshall. Absolutely. Have you seen much of Savannah? I, I love her style. A lot of people cool don't, style. but I was talking to her in the bubble, and I was like, you know, your style is so go. I like your style, and she has a lot. You can't really train for that. Mm. I mean, who do you spar for her style yeah, instead yeah. of her? You know she what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, she's another one. Yes, absolutely. There's a list of female she's, fighters. There. She's uh, desperate for the Clarissa Shields fight. How do you see that one going if they get into getting the Man, ring? they have both adjusted to the professional um, style beautifully. Um, Clarissa's adjusted as well. Mm. I mean, it all comes down to who wants it more at that, that because mm. they both have styles makes fight. Yeah. And um, like I said, Savannah has a great style. Clarissa has a great style. She's, you know, learned to adapt. She's already touched the canvas, but came back up. Mm. Um, I'd like to see a rematch with Gabriel's before I see Savannah Marshall, yeah, right. but of course I want to see Savannah Marshall. But for Savannah Marshall, there's also a list of other great fights out there, you know, at 160, 168. But um, I see whoever wants it most at that night. I'm a fan of both. You know, I, I love boxing, so may the best woman win. Say what, you could be a promoter in your in your second <laughs> yeah. uh, in your second chapter. You could, I think. Hey, man, my Native American name is Mikuninog. It means many feathers or many hats. So I wear many hats, you know? Ah, so Who knows? <laughs> but we've got, we've got business to do before then. Um, in your weight division, obviously, you've got Mary McGee. I know she's also managed by Brian Cohen. Yep. Um, Chantel Cameron's got the WBC. Who out of those would you, would you like to unify with if you had the option? Or... I guess if, as you mentioned, Jess McCaskill was, was there to go back up, what would be your preference at this stage? I mean, obviously, I want I would love to come back to the UK. Number one, y'all fans, and I love y'all over here. We're I've good, had, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, I love, you, you guys know boxing. It's very, very, you know, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to hear you guys, you know, not just yell like stupid things out in the crowd. You actually know boxing. Mm. So to come here and unify and fight um, Chantel Cameron, she's a great boxer. She's a great fighter in general. Those types of fights intrigue me. I'm not cherry picking. I like to fight the best. Mm. Of course, I'd love to fight her. I would love to unify with my teammate um, Christina Lenatrado or Mary McGee I mean at the end of the day it's just business and the best needs to fight the best but obviously I want to come and unify that WBC with that WBA and that would be Ooh. nice, wouldn't it? The <laughs> green and the black, awesome. yeah, yeah. That's that's the two. Listen, it's been a pleasure to have Thanks you on. So um, can we get one final prediction for uh, Ebony Bridges and Shannon Courtney? Come I on. believe Ebony Bridges is going to come out with a victor. Um, if she doesn't knock her out, I'd be very surprised. Oh. It's going to be, you know, with the whole drama of the fight. I know they both have to keep their head clear. Um, Courtney is a, is a great fighter. You know, she can fight. They both, I think, are on level playing ground and see who wants it more again tonight. Mm. But I believe Bridges, of course, not being biased, but just being a boxing fan underestimating um she can do all boxing brawling and she hits harder than a lot of people are, are, are thinking this is coming from somebody who's been in there with everybody so. and you and you're yeah. a couple of weight divisions above as well yes. so very interesting kelly it's been a pleasure thank you so thank much you so for much. joining us enjoy the action tonight thank as well and we look forward to having you back here again soon thank you for um, well from one world champion to a uh, young man making his debut big nick campbell joins us after this i don't want to be a gimmick i'm here to try and make a statement and prove myself and um but rugby is part of my journey so it's important to me, you know, I'll get all the rugby lot behind me, we'll, we'll have a go and aye, it's just, it's, it, it, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you if I hadn't played professional rugby, so I've got a lot to be grateful for. When you get given an opportunity like this, grab it with both hands and make a statement and aye, show, show what you're all about and that's what I intend to do. Well, it's not the first time Big Nick Campbell has uh, made his Sky Sports debut, played for Glasgow Royals and Jersey Reds, but it will be the first time he steps through the ropes as a pro boxer. Nick, you'd like to come in just nice and close to that mic that Darren has so diligently adjusted oh, good, in that 20-second break. Very good. I'm good. It's probably your best thing. Really. <laughs> um, good to see you, mate. How are you feeling on fight day? Aye, good. Relaxed, ready to go. Uh, that same member of my rugby background kind of prepared me for the yeah. pressure and stuff like that. So, 
feeling good, really. What a time to be a young heavyweight. Ah, <laughs> oh, so what a great you know, time. The, divi- the division's busting in it, so I'm just happy to be getting involved in it. So tell us about your, your short amateur career. You had how many fights? Was it 15. 15? 15. 15. And how'd it go? Yeah, all right, one ten, lost five, but like I say, I was chucked in at the deep end from a very, you know, my third fight. I was fighting former uh, British youth 70-odd fight amateur and managed to win that. Went on, got into the Scotland squad, won the Scottish elites, went around the world with Scotland, you know, training camps yeah. and competitions, multi-nations and stuff. So I have been chucked in at the deep end, but I've just, I've loved every minute of how it. Did so. The, so how did it all come about, the crossover from rugby to boxing? I've always loved the sport. Yeah. I've always loved the sport. Since a young age, I would be watching boxing, my old man, going to fights, went to Mike Tyson versus um, Lou Savarese at Hamden when I was 10 years old and mm. watched that. Do you know what I mean? I've always... All, all 30 seconds of that, yeah. <laughs> aye, that's what's in it. Like, I think... That's I, incredible. Aye. Like that. getting chinned as well. Yeah, yeah. nearly did. <laughs> nearly did. I never even seen a punch thrown. Like, I was at the bar, I was only young. I wasn't this tall back then, so I was standing it's on my chair trying to see. Yeah. And I got, get blasted out but I no like, I've always loved the sport I've always been keen I've always done a little bit of training never really serious when I was playing rugby but just at the end of my last contract decided you know you only love once let's have a go and roll the dice and see what we can get to yeah I was going to say because it, it can't have been the easiest decision when you've when you're already at a level in, in one sport you've given presumably so much time and I imagine you've got a lot of friends there as well that you kind of know you're going to be leaving people you like and you care about um, what would the main sort of decisions when you were weighing up like the pros and, and cons of whether to make the switch? Just the main thing for me was sitting back 20 years from now and going, I wonder what I could have done if right. I'd just tried to do that. And, you know, I achieved a lot in rugby. I'm, pr- you know, I'm proud of what I achieved. And, you know, like I say, it's part of my journey. So it's a privilege, you know, to have done that. But I just always wanted to have a go. Mm. So, like you say, you only live once. I bet it's helped though, you know, competing at top level in rugby, coming over into the the boxing ranks already having that sort of fitness base there that must have helped do you know yeah, what I mean? like you know you're a top class athlete the aye, the athletic background yeah. always helps you um you adapt quicker you learn quicker you know my, i'm used to putting my body through the mill so you're used to impact as well which yeah is a big thing, yeah that's though, a big yeah because otherwise it's a big shock if you come from cricket with respect it's, it's a different thing isn't it yeah. you used to getting knocked about ah, well, you're playing against 20 stone fijians and kiwis <laughs> and uh I want to take a head off you, yeah, so yeah. Ah, it's part of the sport, isn't it? Like, I guess the I guess the one big difference, of course, is that you're you're in a solo journey tonight. You're yeah. gonna walk out there and you, you can't look left and right and, and rely on teammates. No. Is there anything about that that sort of concerns you a little bit that you, you don't get to sort of share that experience with, with other people, or are you just happy to to be on the journey? Listen, I know everybody who all my close friends, my close circle are all there with me in spirit, so. You know, whether they're standing beside me or there in my head, it doesn't really make any difference. Like I say, it's a one-on-one sport and I relish the challenge. So I'll tell you what, they'll be making some noise when, fa- when fans are allowed back, won't they? The uh, <laughs> I, used to, I used to commentate on white-collar boxing and when they used to get the rugby lot in, oh man, the noise carnage. You'd have like 500 people in like the, the, the Irish centre in Camden. I mean, it felt like 5,000. Incredible. <laughs> so I'm sure that'll be your lot. By the way, what a great little venue that Amazing is. Amazing little venue. Yeah. Now, you know, especially at Murrayfield when Scotland are playing, it's one of the best atmospheres out there, you know, 67,000 people there and everybody's just, you know, in a party atmosphere and I'm pretty sure when they're in watching me fighting, it'll be the exact same. So, so what's, what's the plan, what's the goal for your career? Listen, take one fight at a time. Like, I, I never like to try and look too far ahead because I think you get lost yeah. and, you know, it's all about the short-term goals and achieving them which get you the big goal. 
you know, I've turned pro now, so you've got to be looking at, t like, I'd love to become a British champion. Mm. There's never been a Scottish-British heavyweight yeah. champion. Uh, That's amazing, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We've always been famous for the lighter weight, so obviously we've got Josh Taylor, Cash is on the undercard mm. tonight, but we've never really been, you know, famous for having a big heavyweight, so there's a void there, and one that I want to fill. I'm not under no illusion how difficult it will be, yeah. but I'm willing to put in the hard work. I always ask this, every time we get uh, a Scottish fighter on here, I always ask who they think the best ever Scottish fighter is. Who's, who's your favourite? It's a hard or one. Or the best? You've probably got to go with Ken Buchanan. Yeah. 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 Ken exactly. Buchanan. I mean, Benny Lynch as well was a great fighter. Two great fighters, but I'd probably go with Ken at the moment. Yeah. And Josh, Josh Taylor's like working his way into that conversation. I, I think he could be the best. Yeah. When it, his another another three or four yeah. years. And I think Ben Davison could do something special with a big fight for him in a couple of weeks' time, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, I was going to ask you something else. I've forgotten what it was. Um, oh, that's frustrating. Who, who do you think out of the younger lot coming through could make uh, a bit of a statement on these shores in the heavyweight division? See Fabio Wardley for. Oh, that's actually, you know what? That's perfect. That's what I was going to ask, in fact, because I was going to say, I guess the one of the things that Fabio's been so successful for is he's going out and getting top level sparring, even yeah. though he's got top level experience. And I was speaking to Billy Nelson about when you've been up to spar Martin. Yeah. That that of course must fill you with a lot of confidence, having shared the room with so many decent mm. pros. I listen. There's there's hundreds. There's well not hundreds, but there's quite a few kicking about at the moment. It's hard to really pick one, but let's say I'm not really focusing on them too much I'm trying to focus on myself and make sure that I'm I'm getting to where I need to be yeah. it's great all the young heavyweights having success but at the end of the day that doesn't take away from what I'm trying to do yeah. so hopefully they all keep improving hopefully I keep improving and hopefully we've got some big nights ahead of us but that's all you want in a division exactly. you, know, you want other people you know performing well and succeeding because that makes it more exciting for you Exa bigger fights yeah. down the line brilliant exactly now nah, listen like I say you're only here once you may as well make the most of it and like I say, I'm just wanting to improve and keep getting better and put on a good show for the Scottish fight fans and get the maniacs back in the crowds and <laughs> get them supporting me. Out of nerves yeah. now, though. I'm all right. No, I'm honestly, yeah, I'm all right. Much calmer, yeah. <laughs> you know, having said that, a couple of hours before, I'm pretty sure, you know, I will feel it. Oh, you need them, yeah. But, yeah. like, you, you know yourself, Darren, if you don't have that, you're probably no point in doing it. Of course. So, relish the moment, live in the yeah. moment take it all on board and use it to your advantage. Mm. Great words. Well, listen, Nick, uh, pleasure to, to have you on. Thanks no, so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Thanks yeah, for having me. Best of luck tonight. Cheers, Thanks guys. Thanks very much. Thank Nick you. Campbell uh, opens the show. We're still getting word on Conor Ben, who I think is uh, on the way. But for now, uh, let's just take a look at one of the cracking fights on the schedule in three weeks' time. This man returns. I, I love fighting. Can't get enough of it. Joseph Parker is one of the guys I want to fight this year. Bring it on. Wah, wah. See, That's yeah. what I want to do, put him into retirement. I hope he now has the greatest of all time soon. I want to make history in this sport. I want to leave a great legacy in this sport. This fight, it could possibly be a very, very physical fight. I've always wanted to be a champion. I've fought it before, but I'll prepare for every best version of Katie. Any way I think that she can come at me, then I'll have an answer for it. War, all out war. I'm going to be going in there, an absolute animal. The emotion and the cool passion. Who want to fight me? Who want to try to beat me? Keep going down.
yeah, some show that on May the 1st, Josie Parker and Derek Chisora finally collide. Um, let's talk about that show, Katie Taylor and Tasha Jonas. Ooh. How good to see Tasha Jonas get a shot at Katie Taylor. Um, I, I was lucky enough to be there um, at London 2012 where they clashed. What an atmosphere that night. And after Tasha's performance for Fight Camp, she, she deserves this, doesn't she? Yeah, definitely. It's the fight she wants as well. Mm. You know, she wants revenge. She's in there with the, the I guess, the number one female fighter out there at the minute you could say what she's done for for women's boxing and what she's done for for Irish sport is incredible and yeah fair play to Joan she shows that you know hard work you know the dedication the desire to to be one of the best and and she's got her opportunity and uh it's a great fight on a great show yeah is um Craig Richards, massive step up for him against Dimitri Bivol. Richards has boxed pretty well, though, the last couple of years. He's yes. shown a lot of light heavyweight. Yeah. I can remember that first um, walkout against Frank Bullione, which didn't quite have the strength and he wasn't quite there. But he didn't have really, much notice, did he? No, he really it, was, it was like literally about yeah. five or six days, Crazy. wasn't it? Um, but he's really grown into the weight, box well, and, and this is a, a big opportunity for him. It, I mean, it doesn't get much tougher. No. But with Craig, he's got one of those really awkward styles. He's uh, huge as well. Peter Sims always telling me, mm. uh, Tony's brother, just how hard he can punch mm. and um look I, I he's up against it but boxing's a funny old game you know you go in there with no pressure on him whatsoever what an opportunity to fight uh, for the world title against a, you know a tough very tough opponent but still good luck to him you know you've got to be in it to win it yeah you have um i'm looking forward to meeting chris eubank jr yeah um, it's it'd be our first fight week with him against marcus morrison not a fight that we saw coming at all no um but but again you know hear hear things from people that know him that, that he's, a, he's a good guy in real life and hopefully we'll get to find out fight week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, he's, um, I think the, the arrogance that's come with him has turned a few people off, but it's all part of the show. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, I got dragged into it a little bit, I think, you know, um, but it's boxing. You know, is the entertainment Exciting fighter as well. though as well. Of course he is. He's a very good fighter. I don't think there's many fitter out there. No. And I've got my fingers crossed that we might have Roy Jones Junior on before the I think bell. We, I think Fingers we will be crossed. here at fight week, and if he is, we'll be Do dragging. Me and you just like draw drop. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> just man. talk. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I told you once before when I did the commentators meeting before I fought Gil, yes. and he was sat there, uh, Roy Jones, and I was just starstruck. It's like oh. you're one of the best, you know, the, the Floyd May were of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing Chris Eubanks Jr. It's a, it's, a, it's a good show. I'm looking forward to it. I actually snuck into the fighters meeting for Kelbrook and Golovkin at the O2. Do you know, it was the first day I ever met you. I was holding the camera and John Denham was interviewing you. Right. And I don't think we even knew. And then <laughs> so, well, I knew one of the security guards and he said, look, come with me. Don't say anything. He just popped me in the corner. And I remember Roy Jones looking at me and I just thought, oh, man. This who, is who was you more star starstruck between me and Roy Jones? Uh, tough choice, I'll be honest. <laughs> Probably very slightly um, Roy Jones. <laughs> A liar. <laughs> you lie. Um, Fabio Turchi uh, and Dylan uh, Brigion in Milan on Friday. I'm commentating on that one for The Zone. For those of you that um, are outside the UK, Demetrius Andrade defends his WBO World Middleweight title against Liam Williams on Saturday. Yeah. Tell you what, a lot of people writing off Liam Williams. Do so at your peril, I would say. I, I wouldn't say. Uh, look, he's up against it. I'd have Andrade favourite. He's just, he's a nightmare. He's a, he's a very good fighter, but Williams is tough. He's hard. Um, if he can make it a bit of a dogfight, get in there rough, rough up Andre, you know, just make it difficult for him. You never know. You just don't know. He, he really is a handful, Williams. I like him. He's a, he's a fighter at heart. It means everything to him. He's put everything into this training camp. So good luck to him. Yeah, since he's been with the Ingles, he's, he's gone up a level, looked really, really good.
Um, April 23rd, the return to Spain, plenty of British interest, Kay Prosper against Sandor Martin for the European 140-pound title, Gav McDonald um, and Andoni Gargo contest the European featherweight title. Um, Jez Smith uh, takes on Kerman Leharaga, that's a big fight for, yeah. for Jez Smith, yeah, but, but that'd be a good fight actually, that's April 23rd. Then May the 1st, uh, Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders in front of 70,000 at Texas. Right, I just want you to tell, I'll read it at home, what your ludicrous plan was, because one of the big problems is getting visas over to the states at the moment you had this idea didn't you of how you might try and sneak well i heard that. <laughs> i've ruined it now by the way well i heard that if you were buying a property abroad you could get out there so i thought i'd print off loads of houses <laughs> right in dallas, in texas right moving texas <laughs> in dallas and just try my luck like it's a fight i do not want to miss no you know it's I've sparred with Billy. I know Billy. Canelo's the best in the world, pound for pound, at the minute. Mm. Uh, and it's, I just don't want to miss it. I just don't want to miss it. I don't think I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got to try these things. But I, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I desperately would love to get there. But what a fight. What a fight. You know, in front of 70,000, whatever it is, just, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, I've just heard, unfortunately, Connor is still tied up in uh, meetings and bits and bobs they have to do, but we have got Tony Sims who is hey. just walking through. Um, so it'd be nice to catch up with Tony. I uh, bet he's absolutely sick of you, mate. What's he yeah. two, two decades of you, or the best part of. Um, yeah, hello, Tony, mate. Come, come and join us. 20 years of me, Tony. Yeah. There's, there's your mic. Sick <laughs> 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 We're sick to death of you. Um, how, uh, how are you, Tony? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You're right, I'm yeah. good, yeah. How's, um, how's Connor doing? Yeah, he's good. He's uh, just having a little nap at the minute, Is so he, yeah. uh, I didn't want to drag him out of bed. No, no listen, we, we knew that. It was always a bit, a bit of a risk when you ask people to come on and if they decide last minute that they don't want it, that's, that's completely... T yeah. Totally opposite to me, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't well, you kip. can't stop buzzing just around. Walk, I used to just walk around the shops, didn't yeah, I? You'd drive me mad, that's what you should do. <laughs> yeah. Um, how pleased were you with the performance against Formella? Because, I mean... You know, I think offensively he was he was a little bit limited after those first couple of rounds. He felt the power, but Connor Connor showed a lot in that fight that he hasn't shown to this to this point. It must have been great for you to see as his coach. Yeah, because you got to remember, like I know we talk about Formella boxing Sean Porter last time, and you know he put up a good fight against Porter. But the fight before that, when he uh, won the IBO title, was that Mbengi, was it? Yeah, against a South African yeah, guy. And he was a really good fighter to South Africa. And he was 15 and 0. He was a puncher, you know, and Formella outpointed him mm. and boxed well that night. So if we're looking at that performance from Formella, uh, then, you know, you've got to say that Connor Ben, you know, uh, you know, boxed brilliant that night, really. You know, he comprehensively outbeat out, out him in every round, outboxed him every round, you know. And, uh, you know, as you say, it was a great win. He gained a lot of experience from that fight. And, you know, this fight here against Vargas is, uh, you know, this is a different uh, style for him. You, see, you know, the guy's going to come forward and, as he says, brings the heat. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a different fight altogether. But, you know, I think Conor Ben's got the ability to go on to world level. And these are the sort of opponents that he's um, got to come through. He's a... Uh Obviously, the plan is just to win, but do you think Connor can stop him? I think Connor's got the uh, the power in both hands to stop anybody. Mm. You know, with Vargas, we know he's a very, very durable opponent, and you know he's only been stopped on his feet. By the way, he's never been knocked out on no. the floor by you know by top top level fighters, world champions. So you know we're talking about a very durable guy. You know, at the end of the day, the W next to Connor's name on his record is the main thing with Vargas. If the stoppage comes, then, you know, you've got to say it's a great stoppage and you've got to put Connor then in with, 
in with yeah. the same names of world level fighters if he gets him out of there. You must be gutted uh, when I we spoke about it at Kelly lost to Avanesian. <laughs> that was a yeah. big fight, wasn't it? Yeah, well, as we know, you know, we was lining that up for like the end of the year fight and it would have been a massive fight. Everyone wants to see. Bangs out the O2, doesn't it? Bangs out the O2, big domestic fight, you know, but yeah, of course I was gutted uh, that he lost. And, um, you know, hopefully he's young enough to rebuild his career. I think he probably needs to go up a weight or two even. And, uh, you know, he's a good fighter still, Josh Kelly, and uh, he can rebuild. There's loads of big fights though for Connor, isn't there? He's such a big name. Well, I mean, also, so, Avanesian is, is an option. I, I heard the rumour that, um, they, they approached you know, Yelusinov's team and that was a fight that hadn't even really, really occurred to me. And I'm not sure whether Yelusinov's on another path. I mean, is, is the Avanesian fight maybe something down the line that you'd look at for, for Connor if he gets through tonight? Um, I just want to get this fight out of the way yeah. and, uh, you know, just think about this fight at the moment because you don't want to overstep what, what you're doing. Like, he still is a young fighter and, uh, you know, we'll see the manner in which the fight takes. Obviously, as we're saying, if he stops him, then you've got to put him in with a world-level elite. And uh, so we, we're sort of going to see this would be a benchmark for what kind of goes on to in his next fight. But you don't really want to talk about opponents next, really. No, of course. You obviously take uh, a lot of credit for the way he's improved, Connor, from he was a raw novice, wasn't he? Do you, other than yourself and the work that he's done with the lads in the gym, would you say, would you put it down to him being a real natural talent, Connor? Because you know that you hear it sometimes that some people have real natural at something. The way Connor's improved so quickly, would you put it down to him being a natural talent? I'd put him down to being a natural athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's got, you know, he, he, he's very athletic in everything he does in his running, yeah. you know, in, in his S&C training and everything he does, he puts his mind to it and he's got that athletic build about him. But obviously, you know yourself, Dale, about boxing, it takes a lot of time and patience just to learn one thing, you know. So you have to really work hard at what he's done in, in relatively short, yeah. short space of time, talking about being a pro for five years. Um, he, you know, he's had to take a lot on board. And, you know, he, he, he's one of them fighters that he, like, he, he loves to do that. He loves to stay in the gym longer and learn. And he loves watching, you know, the spars back and learning from that and then trying to educate yourself. He's educated yourself on nutrition now. He's very, very, very up together with nutrition. He scouts, didn't he? Yeah. He's a different beast yeah. when he first started. Yeah, yeah. oh, totally. You know, he, that, that's what he's like. Everything that revolves around boxing, i.e. nutrition, i.e. S&C, i.e. running times, everything he does, he, you know, he tries to better himself. And, and exactly the same in the boxing ring. Everything he tries and he does, he tries to better himself. And it's what I said to him at the beginning of his career. Every year you want to look at yourself. I said that to you as well. Every year you want to look at yourself and make sure that you've improved for the following year. And that's how you got to keep going. A bit like Frotch, we see it with Frotch, didn't we? He used to write down everything. He used to always, you know, try and better everything. So if that's his benchmark, do you know what I mean? He ain't going to go far wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and uh, you're right. Like, Frotch was very much into his nutrition yeah, and, he was, and his SSC and everything, you know, everything that revolved around boxing in his time. Obviously, boxing's progressed from, yeah. from when Carl was fighting. But if you try to put your whole life and soul into what you're doing, then you can become successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as he has shown, five years uh, to the day this weekend, it will be that um, 
that he made that debut. I can remember it well. It was a, it was a brilliant night. It was when Joshua knocked out Charles Martin, wasn't it, mm. at the O2. Um, but yeah, listen, Tony, all the best for tonight. Thanks for jumping Cheers, on. Yeah. Thanks well. very really much, guys. Nice Thank you. Back. Good luck. Um, so uh, Tony will be leading Connor through um, his biggest challenge today, Sammy Vargas over 10 rounds for the WBA Continental title. Um, thanks, mate. Good show. Thank that. you. Cheers. It was good. Absolute pleasure. Um, don't forget, battle on uh, Sky Sports and The Zone tonight. I'll be back with Eddie Hearn about half 11. I think after the tonight, yeah. Gra Always grafting on Saturdays. I'll have my feet up. I will. Oh, you'll be watching me with a, cup of, <laughs> with a cup of tea at half 11 or maybe something a bit stronger. Who knows? Um, guys, thanks for your company this afternoon. Enjoy the action uh, on Sky Sports and The Zone tonight. And we will see you again in about three weeks' time. Bye. The Destroyer, so hungry. So much to live up to. He's getting better and better all the time. A much more rounded and complete. It's Connor Ben. I'm sorry, baby. I don't mean to be rude. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little different from all these dudes. Listen, no more critics. Always legs are wobbly. Always so vulnerable. Now shut up. Good yeah. stuff from Ben. Get me Samuel Vargas. Yeah, I got a little message to Vargas. Yo no tengo miedo de nadie. Me entiendes? Yo soy listo para pelear ahora. Well, I'm unapologetically fly, no wonder why, that's just my attitude. He says he's gonna be a world yeah. champion. I do believe he's gonna right. become a world yeah. champion. Yeah, 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 that's just my attitude. Conor Van is doing it his way, and we're enjoying the ride. If I was you, I'd probably be getting mad at all. Do I look like a scare fire? Do I look like a scare fire? Yeah, I know now that they know.